Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable, coming to you live from Beijing. I'm He Young. Good as always to have you with us on today's show. Every year across the globe, countless institutions roll out their lists, spotlighting the happiest cities, the most livable cities, the mu- the must-visit cities on everyone's travel bucket list. But why are we so obsessed with these city rankings and turning our gaze closer to home? Which cities in China are topping these lists as the happiest? Places to be. Let's explore the latest ranking of China's happiest cities and discover what makes these urban havens stand out in the pursuit of happiness. And we bring you the new craze turning traditional matchmaking on its head. Let's pounce into the fascinating realm of cat blind dates. Whether you've got a kitty looking for platonic purrs or you're just amused by the idea, let's discuss how our whiskered friends are leading the way in modern. Matchmaking. Amidst it all, the greatest love affair unfolds between pet owners and their cherished companions. For today's program, I'm joined by Neil Holin and Brandon Yates in the studio. First on today's show, happiness is well, all anyone really wants for themselves, right? Sure, eating well, exercising an optimal amount of work-life balance, and feeling inspired about the future can contribute to your inner happiness. But where and how you live could be a huge indicator of overall satisfaction. The metrics, indices, and criteria to measure this can vary widely. By examining the latest data that assesses economic, ecological, and social conditions. Researchers have pinpointed the top ten happiest cities in China. This is merely one out of many lists of this nature. But let's start with this one.、Uh, Ren Zeping, a Chinese economist, and his team have recently unveiled a research report on the happiness index of 337 cities in China. And I have to say, some of these candidates are. A little bit of a new face to me. So, New Holin, walk us through the top ten happiest cities by this. Well, by these criteria, of course.、Uh, to start with, we know that there are, like Huyang has already mentioned, many different types of rankings, different lists out there, and they categorize the cities in different ways. For example, some would say that, oh, I'm only naming the top ten cities out of the provincial capitals. Some would,、um, let's say, classify the cities based on whether or not it's a first tier, second tier, or third tier cities. And for this one, they put all of the cities together, all the over. Three hundred cities together, which means the competition is fierce, <laughs> and also they have chosen these three different aspects and thirteen different kinds of criteria to basically conduct this examination or this ranking. And here we have Nanjing topping the list. Nanjing <laughs> from Jiangsu Province, a place with great history,、mm. very livable, and we'll walk through the details a bit later. My mom loves it there. She's done business there, and she's always happy to go there. Oh, great!、Yeah. We'll. We'll talk about this one being the first on the list, and the second one is Hangzhou. And you've been there. I、Hangzhou. have. Yeah. yeah, I can kind of get why it is so popular. It's an interesting. 
mix of like modern life as well as being um, in and amongst nature. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's what stood out for me while I was there. Yes, and there's more. And on uh, top of that, we have Changsha mm. in Hunan Province, Hefei in Anhui Province. To be honest, this one is a bit surprising to me, but <laughs> there are actually really good reasons for it to be on the list. And then Zhou Shan in Zhejiang Province, Wuhu in Anhui Province, another surprise. Suzhou- Not really, because it's called Woohoo! So they're clearly having <laughs> a great time over there. <laughs> Where are you from? Woohoo! That should top the list. Exactly. <laughs> I cannot well, believe number is in the name. six. You just went there. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, I'll leave Woohoo to you and see how Woohoo it is. <laughs> I just want to go now. And uh, Where are you going on holiday? Woohoo! <laughs> After Woohoo, we have Suzhou in Jiangsu Province, which which is also a great place. Maybe not as great as Woohoo. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ningbo in Zhejiang Province, Dalian in Liaoning Province, and Zhuhai in Guangdong Province. So again, you get to see that not many capital cities, by saying capital cities, I mean provincial capital mm. cities, are on the list. That's an and, interesting uh, point. That is. And also uh, a lot of metropolitans <clears throat> that we're very familiar with, Beijing, Shanghai, mm. Shenzhen, Guangzhou, these major mega cities are also not on the list, mm-hmm. meaning that they didn't make it to the top 10. Right. And But also, just to you know defend the cap, uh, provincial capitals a little bit, about half of those who made it, uh, to, yeah. they're, they're, they're the provincial capitals, which signifies that they're the most developed city and also you know where political administration, possibly a lot of business happens, but not all the time, as we see that um, for some of the lesser well-known cities, they've made it to this particular lesson. That's also one thing I find to be particularly fascinating. Why mm-hmm. we want to talk about this one as opposed to many of the other ones, but Nyoholian, you've got more information for us because you're like, well, there are more lists that deserve our attention to have more of a comprehensive view. But before we get to that part, Brandon, yes. you have been <laughs> high. For a second, I'm like, oh, I'm, mis- you know, I'm the teacher, but, but I'm not. I'm not. You know, We're all equals on the show. So uh, with what's your quick thought uh, mm. at first glance? And you're kind of new to China. Very you, new. You, you've been around for like a year or so? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, well, uh, coming up on six months. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Only arrived in, what, the thirty, uh, the 1st of August. All right. Yeah. So um, what is your assessment once listening to, I suppose some of these are pretty new names of mm-hmm. cities yeah. to you. Um, but um, yeah, tell us. Yeah, I mean, the only experience besides Beijing that I've had has been in Hangzhou, and I've identified why I think that uh, city is happy for a variety of reasons. But I think the the, the fact that a lot of um, highly developed capitals are off the list, maybe that's also an indicator of what people deem to you know be happiness. So maybe it's the cities where... They have, like, like you mentioned at the beginning of the show, a good work-life balance. Maybe in the in outside of cities like Beijing and Shanghai, maybe they've got a bit more of a um, a relaxed sort of lifestyle, and they have maybe um, more time to pursue their hobbies and their interests, and are not so obsessed with work and you know bettering themselves financially and that sort of thing. But at the same time, they also have access to you know uh, abundant resources and infrastructure and that sort of thing, which I guess you know the majority of Chinese cities have. But the added benefits of these cities that we've listed is that they may be 
operate at a slightly less competitive, slower pace than the likes of Beijing and Shanghai, perhaps? Yeah, that is actually a good assessment. And if you take a look at how these cities are selected, you would see that uh, they picked these three most, let's say, prominent kind of uh, figures to them. That is the economic environment, the, let's say, uh, level of happiness you experience in the social environment, Mm. as well as the actual uh, ecological environment. So if we take Take the first one, the very the best city on this list, as an example, Nanjing. You can take a look and get to see that Nanjing is to start with a cap, uh, ancient capital. It has really good transportation. It is a really good transportation hub, mm-hmm. and it has abundant educational resources. So it's a very livable city. If we take a look at these figures, by the end of 2022, Nanjing has achieved a 45% green coverage in the built-up area. A over 40% green space ratio and a per capita park green area of 16.2 square meters, standing at the forefront among similar cities nationwide. So its environment is Mm. very nice. It's a Mm. very livable city in the sense that it's got really great climate. Mm -hmm. And also when it comes to economic development with enormous economic development potential, local residents' living standards have continuously improved. Mm -hmm. That is also something that people care about quite so much. Mm -hmm. And we mentioned it is a transportation hub. Actually, it is well connected with convenient transportation, well-established public infrastructure, abundant educational resources, and a high level of urbanization. And with all that, you cannot ensure everybody's happy but you can definitely prevent many unhappiness. And create an environment for people to pursue happiness. Yeah, Yeah. in people's lives. Yes, indeed. And uh, did did you mention um, that in 2022, Nanjing's per capita GDP reached 170,000 yuan or more than 25,000 US dollars, ranking sixth nationwide and Mm. first among provincial capital cities across China? Also very important. Therefore, um, I I guess... uh, Economics is is definitely a huge part of this because you kind of need to have, you know, the yuans to spend in your pocket. I think it's quite difficult to pursue any avenue that makes you happy without having the financial resources to do so. I mean, I think there's limitations. You know, I think it depends on what you deem to make you happy. But I think... I don't think having abundant amounts of money is the key to that, but having mm-hmm. enough to pursue whatever your interests are and to enjoy your day-to-day life, I think, does require a certain amount of money. Yes, and uh, that's not us being particularly materialistic. No, no, no. It's just kind of a fact. It's of a means life. to an end. Yeah, but, but not everybody agrees, which, you know, mm. some people see other uh, factors in life to be more of a contributing factor yeah. to happiness. But still, let's just put this out there. And also... Hangzhou being number two is something I'm not particularly surprised. At least it should be among the top 10. Mm. And, well, uh, why don't you, Brandon, share a little bit of your observations since you've been in Hangzhou? And uh, apparently it's left you quite the indelible impression. Yeah, I mean, similar to what we've already discussed, I think accessibility um, and just uh, convenience, I think Hangzhou has really gotten uh, right. Um, Just while we were there for the Asian Games, getting to and from venues, you know, getting around the city um, was extremely convenient, efficient. Um, It wasn't overly crowded. And it just seemed like people had 
the opportunity to pursue whatever it was that they wanted to pursue financially. So it seemed like all of the the buildings and everything like that was incredibly modern. It seemed like business was thriving, thriving, particularly um, e-commerce and that sort of industry. So it seemed like a lot of people were self-motivated, self-driven, and were able to pursue the financial means that they were wanting to. But at the same time, you also had, you know, the more relaxed side of the population, elderly people, young people, you know, walking along the um, the promenades of the rivers, enjoying um, the scenery, uh, enjoying the weather as well. So it seemed like a, a city that was really modern, but balanced that with outdoorsy, naturey type lifestyle. And I think that combination probably is something that makes people pretty happy because, you know, during the week you can work and pursue things that you want to pursue with all of the best um, industries and, you know, um, having endless amounts of opportunities to to succeed. But then when you do a free time, you're in a city where you can also pursue um, outdoorsy, naturey, wholesome activities. Mm. And to Chinese people, the cultural side, the historical side yes. of it is also quite important. A lot of people choose to visit Hangzhou because it has a really long history, uh, over 5,000 year yeah. history. A lot of, of historical sites as well. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And also the Longjing Tea is an attraction as mm-hmm. well. So um, I think when it comes to these kind of rankings or these kind of lists, you would have a lot of different indicators. And often those that are quite good on most of the indicators would be on the top of the list instead of those that is really, let's say, great on one indicator and not as great as the other ones mm. would not be on the top of the list, which is why Hanzhou, if you think about it, you can think of a lot of perks, even though it might not strike you as the biggest one, as the fast developing one. It is a quite great city. It is a fast developing one, in my opinion. or mm, Fastest. At- yeah, yeah, true, mm. true, true. But for the last uh, decade or actually two decades or so, um, the city has been also, you know, home to uh, the Alibaba group, which is only one of the crown jewels of the uh, digital economy. And in Hangzhou, apparently, look at this, its digital economy accounted for over 27% of the city's GDP. And for anybody who's visited Hangzhou, you can just use one app, Alipay, and so you just need your smartphone and you can do everything yeah, in the much. city. And that kind of uh, convenience is, is just, uh, uh, well, I, unparalleled uh, yeah. when you look at the average sort of uh, situation in most cities around the world. And also now let's move on to, oh, the third place would be Changsha, which is known for its night economy and also for a younger generation of Chinese people we probably think this as the entertainment capital to some extent as Mm. well because a lot of the uh, TV shows and uh, entertainment products comes from the city as well but it's really interesting to see that it's really soared through the ranks um, in recent years Yeah, and it is quite a great city actually when I was in Changsha um, one of my business trips I went there and I have to say after doing 
one live streams, uh, one live stream, and two video shots that day. We stayed up late at night, enjoying a night snack in Changsha till around twelve o'clock. So yes, it is a city that never sleeps. And we see Changsha、uh, in twenty twenty two. The total retail volume of Changsha's night economy accounted about sixty percent of the city's overall social retail volume, and the potential of the City's night economy is definitely enormous, and we mentioned for the first two cities that per capita GDP or the GDP、uh, total number of that city is quite impressive for the first two cities. But actually,、mm, the amount of money you have、um, to the amount of money you have to spend on unit of items is also quite important. So lower cost of living is one thing that strives for Changsha、mm. because it is relatively low among the second tier cities, and its housing price rela- regulations as an example nationwide.、Uh, in 2022, Changsha's housing price to income ratio was 8.9, ranking sixth among the key second tier cities in the country.、And、the lower housing prices and economic pressures have a significant attraction for, for sure, yeah. yeah for young people. You do not have to. Worries so and much. And elderly, I guess.、Um, that sure. That are no longer earning, you know. Yeah, but for most young people, they would have the burden of purchasing yeah, a new of house,、course. so、mm. it can be very attractive to young people as well. Yes. And now let's enter the uncharted territory. <laughs> 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 so Hefei, Joshan, and Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> These three cities aren't the regulars that grace the top ten. You know, ex. YZ cities, but they are here, and why is that?、Mm. I always believe that if we have,、uh, let's say, a list of cities that are making into the top ten, there must be something that you can remember about the city,、mm. and some sort for- of like identifiable like USP. Yeah, yeah, something that can strike you, and at the minute you see, ah,、oh, yeah, that's right. That、yes. is why this is a really happy city.、Mm. And for Hefei, apparently, it is the emerging industries.、Um, strategic emerging industries have filled Hefei's rapid economic rise with its annual GDP breaking one trillion yuan. That is around one hundred and forty billion U.S. dollars in fourteen years. In the first half of twenty twenty three, its GDP growth reached seven point four percent. Placing the city among the top twenty nationwide. So, for a city that is not that famous for its economic growth,、um, if we put it on the map of the entire country, it is quite impressive.、Mm. And as for Joshan, actually, it is a city of a thousand islands, which is some. Place that I would definitely like to visit.、Mm. It is only a fourth tier city <laughs> on the list. We keep mentioning this: first tier, second tier, third tier. It's kind of like a, a classification that Chinese people like to use to、um, sort of put these cities on different ranks in terms of its population, economic growth, and a lot of in.、Um, Let's say indicators are also taken into consideration when it comes to these ways of ranking, and、mm-hmm. also that tier changes once in a while、uh, when the city develops. So、mm-hmm. you can kind of just understand it as、um, a tiering system, right? And and Joshan is when we say it's a fourth tier city, basically it's a small potato, yes, yes, compared with、uh, let's say the、yeah. mega cities of Beijing and Shanghai、right. or Guangzhou and Shenzhen, but it's. Done so much better than Beijing and all those big guys, you <laughs> know, big tomatoes.、Happiness. Yes, in terms、yeah. of happiness. I mean, I think、list. because you know, cities like that don't, you know, 
I don't think uh, uh, being based in a seriously developed, massive, overly populated uh, city, even if it is super convenient and uh, functioning really well, I don't think it's a uh, a guarantee that mm. people living there are going to be happy. Mm. I, I think that's a really good point. Yeah. And also when you look at, uh, well, sort of dig deeper into Joshan and then you sort of understand it's got a really high per capita GDP. Mm. And also it's has a really great per capita dispensable income ratio between urban and rural areas of only one uh, of standing at only 1.6 mm. so that makes it one of the regions with a very small income back, uh, gap urban and rural and that is really significant that shows folks living there urban or rural doesn't really feel there's a Big difference. And then you enjoy similar services, you including public and private. And I would assume that could be a source of happiness. Yeah, totally. for, the, for like the greater population. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then we move on to Uhu. <laughs> Actually, Uhu uh, line, if we put in one line on every city, Uhu's label would be gathering high end manufacturing. Actually, that is also a city with, you know, half of a city um, is full of mountains and half of a city is full of water, which makes the scenery definitely very beautiful and picturistic, yeah. and also with profound cultural heritage. It is mm. one of China's historical and cultural cities. And when it comes to the high-end manufacturing, in the first half of 2023, Wuhu ranked first in revenue and profit growth in the new energy and intelligent connected vehicle industry in the province. <laughs> and uh, the urban-rural income gap is small, with a per capita disposable income ratio of one point. Eight, lower than the national average. Mm-hmm. So um, all these is making woohoo woohoo. Yeah, yeah. contributing mm-hmm. factors. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And also uh, occupying the last four spots of the top 10 happiest cities in China are Suzhou, which is also nicknamed the city of gardens. Mm. And also what else? Ningbo. And it is a significant and very uh, prominent port city. Mm-hmm. And Dalian is the window to Northeast Asia. And that is the only city of the northeastern part that we see on this list. And finishing off nicely with Zhuhai, the mm-hmm. top-notch ecological environment. Yes. Mm-hmm. So well, what are the biggest takeaways that you have of these cities? Something that I've noticed is that a lot of it has to do with the natural surroundings. So it seems like cities that are, you know, aesthetically pleasing, whether it be with mountains or rivers and lakes and, you know, having, uh, you know, port cities, so having views of the ocean, that seems to be a determining factor. I know that's something that made me very happy in my home city in Cape Town, just being surrounded by nature. Um, I think that's a good uh, distractor as well, even if, you know, things aren't going so well in your life or economically, if you're surrounded by beauty, then life can seem better than it actually oh, is sometimes. definitely. Yeah. And one thing is that I love all these cities. I love what I learned, but I'm not supporting, being very supportive of this <laughs> ranking because one of my favorite cities is not there. Chengdu, oh, a Chengdu. very oh, right. beautiful and happy city. Actually, Chengdu has been topping the list, some other lists, when it comes to the happiest city um, for many years. Actually, according to another, let's say, ranking conducted by China Media Group, uh, the National Bureau of Statistics, China Post Group Cooperation, National School of Development of Peking University, and the School of Social Sciences of Tsinghua University. Uh, 
Chengdu has been topping the list for 15 years, being the happiest city. And I think it has something to do with how the list or the ranking is conducted. Because、mm. for this one, we have three, ah,、uh, 13 different indicators. But for the one that I have just mentioned, it is over a、uh, 100,000 questionnaires directly given to. Actual people, and you have to fill the questionnaire, and they would conduct a certain kind of analysis to、mm-hmm. all these answers. So that is a different way, and、um, I think I'm more supportive of that way myself. <laughs> yes, and the results kind of indicates what kind of、uh, a parameter is、mm. being employed here. And Brandon,、yeah. what do you <clears throat> think makes a very happy city?、Um, if、Ooh. you were to conduct this list, what Um, If someone had to ask me what makes me happy in a city, no.、Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, May, yeah.、Uh, if I if I had to ask the question of of citizens, yes.、Um, I think for me, some of the determining factors would be accessibility, so transport, infrastructure,、um, educational facilities, healthcare facilities. So just your basic daily needs that are available to you conveniently on a daily basis. I think that's incredibly important.、Mm-hmm. The opportunity to pursue economic success. I think that's also incredibly important. So if people want to go out there and Achieve certain amounts of success, then they should have the ability to do so.、Mm-hmm. And natural surroundings. I think being surrounded by nature and beauty is also very important. Indeed. And before we go, I have to ask you this question because we've seen so many lists compiled every year. What is it about these results that make people so obsessed in city rankings? To start with, people are proud of their hometown. So if、yep. they do not see their hometown on the list, they would definitely start a conversation. And people and- are just competitive. Yeah, sometimes, but yeah. it's also good indicators for governments, for people living in the cities,、mm. to know what kind of indicators are people care do people care about, and they can do a better job in the future. Yes,、yeah. and these rankings provide a crucial roadmap for urban development and policymaking. Cities are consistently ranking high, or highly, can serve as models for others, and demonstrating effective strategies in urban planning, community building, and sustainable development. I suppose.